I think that we'd be in financial ruin if we'd be uh, doing the marking even thing of paying a hundred bucks per uh, time that we touch our face. Thank what? God we don't do that. What are you on about? You know, marking even from um, Unas Anas, they have this thing where, like, if they if they if they touch their face in one of their videos, now they have to like pay a hundred bucks to charity per time they touch their face. Really, I wasn't aware of this. No, they said it recently in like one of their videos. Like, if you see us touch our face, keep count, and then we'll pay a hundred bucks to charity. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, yeah. We... No, I like I would totally get like handcuffs and cuff myself to my chair so that while I'm playing games and things, I don't vertically just touch my face. Mm -hmm. No, I'll constantly just go. <laughs> <laughs> I put like like big big balls of tape around my hands so that like I could physically like not get there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough. Like I catch myself doing it a lot. Anyway, welcome everyone to Framecast thirty nine. I can't believe we're on thirty nine of these. We're almost at forty of these. It's insane. It's a crazy number. It's a lot. Um, I don't know. I keep. I, I think I've been saying this since like episode ten. That it's a lot. So let me not go down the same route. The same thing again. You, you know, I don't think I've ever seen your hair this long before maybe like last summer there was a time where like around that last october it was quite long but it was like puffy i don't know like it's it's kind of long again. I, 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 yeah like, i mean the only reason why i'm wearing a hat is because my hair's a mess yeah well yeah. Like, like like my hair has actually been like to my shoulders like long ago in a far never seen that. past well, cool. it's never been on camera, not around that time. And I'm I'm also like, I don't do anything with my hair because like when I was young, I would always be in the pool. So I would always just be like, fuck it. If it's going to get everywhere. Yeah, if I wake up, that's just the way it is. So like, that's how I've grown up. It's just like, you just like the way, the way I wake up, that's the way it looks. And it's maybe a bit weird now I'm doing camera stuff, unless you're listening to this. Hey, good job for listening to this podcast and not watching it because now you like, you don't have to look at my hair. You can imagine my hair being like beautiful. Like, you know, when, when Ford Johnny had Robert. like long hair, you know, before he had like that short hair, but that long hair, like that's what I look like. Imagine me like that. Imagine me exactly like that. Don't look up the video now, please. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, today we have an interesting topic, an interesting game in, in a sense. As I said, the last couple of weeks, very little has been happening. Very little has been happening in like the gaming world because of everyone staying at home. And now all of a sudden, this one game comes uh, comes around. Valorant. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, Drew. I have heard about it. Uh, I think... Did we talk about it last week? No, we this haven't I, I spoke before. to someone. No, I spoke to Zale in, um, in the Hades game and chill. That was it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, apparently this game is like I've only recently seen it on my Twitter feed, but it's like a uh, a five v five first person shooter game um, with abilities. So it's kind of like an over... it's another hero shooter, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like an Overwatch that's meant to compete with CS:GO in a sense, which mm. is an interesting compromise. Ah, we don't know. We don't know what it, what will happen. But like their focus really is is on like is on like being very fair so like um they actually launched their closed beta on april 7th and their official launch for this free-to-play game will be in summer 2020 um and their thing is like oh we have 128 tick surfers we have at least 30 frames per second on all the computers we have up to 144 plus frames per second on modern rigs we have like 
data centers all around the world. So you have like this under 35 milliseconds response time. We have like, oh, they have all these things and like this big commitment to like an anti-cheat, which is what we're going to be talking about soon. But like, um, it's quite interesting. Um, this game coming around, especially after like most of like the major like shooter titles have been like battle royales. And all of a sudden, it, the, like they're they're coming around, and be like, "Yo, we're not going to do that. We're going to do five v five. So, might this be a game you could be interested in, or not at all, for you personally? I don't don't like PvP games. Mm -hmm. Like my the biggest problem I have with uh, PvP games is. Um, Um, the biggest problem I have with PvP games is that I like to play games with my friends, right? Mm -hmm. And it's no word of a lie. A lot of my friends, yeah, um, they have this toxic nature behind them. They don't realize it or they fully acknowledge it. But when it comes to PvP-based games, they get super salty, super toxic and when they lose and it's just like it's just a game they 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 hate this mentality of it's just a game just have fun you can have fun losing right mm -hmm. i know mr beast would uh disagree with me no that would probably be ninja um mr, no, beast, mr, mr. beast would probably hand you a bunch of money which is why you you said his name if he's watching he probably isn't um <laughs> just just hand me a bunch of money <laughs> But like okay. honestly, I I I got bored of Overwatch. I expected Overwatch to get a PVE uh, game mode, but it never Overwatch did. Overwatch two, <laughs> and then Overwatch two, which is just Overwatch again, yeah. trying to. Oh, God. So, um, like, I can very well understand where 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 this game is coming from with like the things that they're proposing with like the very low lag, very high like like very smooth running game with a massive emphasis against like cheaters because to me i can quite enjoy myself in a round of pvp in a brawl of pvp with my buddies where we where we where we compare our, our strengths um however the thing which i found most of the time um or over the years where i got infuriated by isn't that like someone that's legitimately good kills me or like takes me out or, is, or beats me like that's fine i got no problem with that what i can get a bit passionate about is when uh what, what when there's like lag which is obviously like not fair when like i've been shooting at a dude for 10 seconds and he shots shoots one bullet at me and i'm dead or like when there's like obviously someone that's like cheating to like have a trick shot or like like be immune and like that really really sucks like I'm 100% down, and I don't have any problem with people being better than me. Like, that's fine. That's cool. That's part of the game. You can, like... That's also, like, you feel you can learn from that, because, like, you can look at, like, the, the kill cam and be like, how did they do that? What did they do? And how can I prevent... Like, like how can I beat this guy? And you can try different tactics. But when it's lag, or when it's something which is, feels utterly unfair, oh, that can get under your skin. So, um, I can very well understand um, the idea with which they're coming from. Um, however... This is something, this is something, this is something else. Um, so, Valorant has been running for a little while. Um, I think about a week now in a closed beta form. Uh, we're going to talk. Actually, you know what? Why don't we talk first about about the, the, the way to get it? And then we're going to get into the anti-cheat thing. I know it's like our titular topic, but you were 
kind of surprised at how we we get it right yeah all right all right yeah. all right so <clears throat> let's let me let me get some of the details so Valorant. In order to get this game, if you want to play this game, as uh, Nafidia says in Chad, uh, it's CSGO with powers. Uh, the 5v5 first-person shooter, uh, it launched last week, but the only way to get into it, apart from being a chosen content creator, um, is to uh, gain access via Twitch drops. So how does that work? Well, people need to register uh, with a Riot Games account, um, like register an account on Riot Games, and then link that account to their Twitch account, um, then they need to watch a Twitch stream from a from a Twitch streamer playing Valorant and have that stream be drops enabled. And then they, then they can earn access to the game or have a chance to get access to the game. Um, so basically the way it works, you sit there, a Twitch drop happens. However that happens, Twitch drops happens and boom, you got access to the game. You can access the closed beta. Um, so as a result of this, like the, the the Valorant Twitch directory has been peaking at over one million viewers every single day since like the launch. The first day was over one point six million viewers uh, in the entire directory, which is pretty big if you compare it to some like Warframe, which gets about a thousand a day. It's pretty big. Um, however, the way that the drops work has kind of been unclear. Like the only directions that you're given is like watch a stream, and there's not a interval at like every hour this thing drops or based on this. Action, this thing drops. They're, 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 as far as I could find, no information about that. Just watch it. And on top of that, there's only been 97 handpicked streamers that have drops enabled. So if you gain access to Valorant and you want to stream it, you're not going to have drops enabled. Only the people that Riot Games has chosen to have drops enabled have drops enabled, as far as I've been able to find. So, yeah. How do you feel about being able to access a game or acquire a game solely through? watching twitch i'm not gonna lie that's pretty fucking shitty right it's it's like why even fucking bother it's <laughs> well the the, the reason no, it... okay so the reason why they might bother is because i i believe and i i didn't look this up and i'm pretty sure that i saw this going going around is they started up with a tournament and that was like one of the first things they did uh, and given that this is a PvP type of game and the games that do really well on Twitch are PvP games, if you want to put your PvP game on the map, uh, what better way than to start off with a peak day of 1.6 million viewers in your directory? No, I get that, right? But the problem I have mm -hmm. is word of mouth doesn't seem to be good. Like, look at Apex Legends, mm -hmm. right? Apex Legends had no marketing behind it in any capacity and then as soon as it starts well as soon as it gets released boom right i heard more about apex legends than i have about valorant because everyone just got into it yeah yeah and it was an interesting engaging game this to me screams to me like a shady deal going on the fact that you know you don't necessarily get a good quality product because they are making it exclusive i mean uh do you know about the method of sales for hug and dust ice cream i'm pretty sure it's hug and dust no i'm not so so hug and dust ice cream was basically you know it wasn't available to everyone it was only available 
to like the super rich and fancy, mm -hmm. right? Hagendas actively chose not to sell the ice cream to anyone else, right? And that got the interest of everyone else. It got the it got the the interest of the common public, right? Mm -hmm. It got the interest of the likes of you, of the likes of me, of the like, you know, anyone that I pretty much know. If you couldn't be super rich and fancy, then you didn't get the privilege of having Hagendas ice cream. And then eventually, when enough hype had built up about, I wonder what Hagendas ice cream tasted like. Did people, sorry, did Hagendas release it to the public, and then it sold like hotcakes, mm -hmm. right? It made them an absolute metric truck ton of money. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, this, like, even uh, what's it called, Blizzard's shifty Twitch drops for Heroes of the Storm. Do you remember me talking about that like a year ago? Um, it's been a long time. Could you refresh so, my memory? So to refresh everyone's memory, the, the Twitch drops for uh, Heroes of the Storm was every hour, like, X amount of chests were just handed out to people that were watching uh, Heroes of the Storm on Twitch, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you weren't guaranteed a um, oh god, like a a chest. I think I worked out mathematically. Like this, this rings a bell in my head. Like you had a sixteen percent chance every hour to get a chest mm -hmm. because, like they said, we were only giving out like X amount, and if you looked at any one time, there was always like I don't know eight times more or however many times more people watching Here is the Storm on Twitch. So yeah, and th that, that sort of thing was a bit shifty, right? I had to leave Heroes of the Storm open on my web browser 24-7 to get any decent number of chests, like loot boxes, right? Yeah. So to, this to me, like not telling people like this is how you can get valorant feels really fucking shifty i mean okay so i i have two mindsets first of all what you mentioned with the ice cream is like yeah it's a bit weird but on the other hand it's like if they hadn't done that would you have spoken about it today would you still remember the brand today uh, it's a bit like why is why why are iPhones being sold so well? Because like if you look at the phones themselves, like they're not that much greater than like comparative phones or like even cheaper phones. But it's because like it's been built up and to be this like prestigious brand that people will, will will take. And like how do you build up a prestigious brand? Like first tie to exclusivity and then like after a while when everyone's like, Oh, that's prestigious make it available to the public and everyone's like, Ooh, I wanna I wanna have my my slice of fanciness so like it's a marketing mm. strategy and if you're not interested in like getting the ice cream then why would you care um so i i can agree with like hey it's a cool marketing strategy if you want to sell a product and you want to do it this way you're free to do it that way go ahead try it um however i'm a bit split over over the, the twitch drop thing and actually actually no i'm i'm, I'm not entirely split but i'll explain later 
why I feel a bit more one way, but let me go with split right now, and then we'll we'll progress as we go along. Um, but first of all, what are the good sides of this? Well, one of all, first of all, we said like the exposure that he gets is like a competitive Twitch streaming thing that kind of like the the best watch streams on Twitch are like PvP games. So like if you want to put your PvP game in the place where like most people watch PvP games perfect way to go about it 1.6 million viewers like that puts you right up there and hell yeah dude good job and also the way that like you can only get it for watching content creators uh as a content creator myself hey cool man you're like that like the way to get it is for like the idea i let me point out i'm saying here idea I'm not saying that this is exactly the way it is, but the idea of like supporting these people, you can get that back. That is cool on the one hand. But on the other hand, I'm kind of like, you know, it sounds really, really cool. It, it brings me back to the time when we had like with Warframe, we had Twitch drops. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I can watch streams and then get something for free. That's awesome. Well, that's sweet if you're already watching Twitch. But if you do not watch Twitch yourself, it's like, yeah, well, now I have to go out to the site I barely go to. And, like, you might be like, how hard is it to, like, go to Twitch? It's like, well, not very, but, like, what if I don't like it? What if watching live streams isn't my thing? And it's mm. like, well, like, people had a really hard time installing a second launcher when, like, Epic Games came around. And, hey, if that was your pet peeve, that's your pet peeve. You are, you're allowed to, like, have that. It's like, but the only way of, like, getting it now is for, like, watching this, this stream thing, this Twitch thing, is a bit, like... Yeah, it works well for people that like it, but it doesn't work well for people that don't like it. And then if see, you the, see the problem is mm -hmm. right, like Hagendas, right? The reason why it's so memorable is because they were one of the first companies to actually do this marketing method, mm -hmm. right? But you knew what the marketing method was. You're a common person. You're not allowed it, mm -hmm. right? So you you had the rules defined there with Heroes of the Storm. Right, every hour we'll give away. Let's just say, for, um, for hypothetical reasons, we're going to give away fifty thousand chests. Mm -hmm. Right, you've got a number, and you can work out the percentage because you've got two numbers. Right, you've got something there. With uh, with my um, Titania Prime giveaway on Twitter, right? I've stipulated the rules are. Follow me, like the tweet, retweet the tweet, and put a comment on it, right? Mm -hmm. I built an actual thing to work it out. And I've even told people, if your name is not in this list, you are not eligible, right? Reach out to me, and I'll make sure we can work out why you're not eligible. But the problem with uh, Valorant, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah, Valorant, is that it's just watch one of these select streamers. That's it, mm -hmm. right? It's it's too shifty. It's too, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah. It feels like a pyramid scheme. Well, like, well, I I would kind of say it is. Okay, so oh my god. Okay, this is something really interesting because, um, it's kind of not, but it could have been, but it's not because for for, for 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 a bad reason. I feel okay. So like, why why would I say it is not now? Because like the only way to get these Twitch shops is through streams where only the Twitch shops are enabled on. And as far as I'm aware, so I'd like I've looked around, and it's, it seems that the only way to get to the, the only streams that are Twitch drops enabled are the Twitch streamers that have been chosen beforehand, uh, the, like a hundred or so handpicked streamers that, that that have their drops enabled. And so if you get your hands on Valorant, then like, and you want to stream it, 
you're not going to have your drops enabled, as far as I'm aware. And that is, like, on the one hand, like, yes, okay, so, like, that kind of negates the pyramid scheme, because, like, the pyramid scheme would be, like, hey, I, I give you my, 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 my drops, like, like, you get my drops from watching me, and then you can get the drop, then you can get drops because you now got the game, and then someone else can get it, and someone else can get it, and, like, we're just going to continue on because this is a great yeah. thing. Uh, that would kind of be the pyramid scheme thing, but that doesn't work because it's only, like, the 100 handpicked streamers. Um, and on the one hand, I can get it. I Actually, no, no, I don't get it. I don't get it because... Like the thing is, what you find with drops periods, uh, especially with Twitch drops, and I've I've experienced this very well streaming like very heavily during the times that Warframe, which was the very first game that really had Twitch drops, uh, streaming a lot during those campaigns, uh, having Twitch drops enabled, like being the channel where you can get shit, really fucking increases the views on your channel. So like if you are if you are streaming in that category, and you do not have Twitch drops enabled. People won't give a shit. Like seriously, mm. like the amount of uh, traction that people will get just from having drops enabled is crazy. Now, is that all high quality traction? Are those old people that are gonna follow the channel and are really gonna be like, like some people? Like, is it great? No, probably. I not argue. The best. I argue it's really bad, right? Because you know the. The people that are watching your stream, like, okay, for example, again, the uh, Heroes of the Storm loot chests, mm. right? I literally had it on a tab, muted the tab using the web browser, not the, oh gosh darn it, what's the name of the damn thing? Not the Twitch player. Exactly. Yeah. So it wouldn't pause, mm -hmm. right? And I just had it in the background. I didn't care to watch these people. I didn't care who they were, right? That's... Good for them. They're getting more views. They're higher up in the directory. Still don't care. I just want my thing. Right? That's true. And like a lot of streamers have also said that they don't, that, that some, like some of them don't like Twitch, uh, Twitch drops periods because of this, because like it will yeah. inflate their views, but doesn't result in higher Twitch chat or like more followers, which might be bad for numbers. However, because you might be watching and a lot more people might be watching, like watching the way that you are with a muted tap, that streamer yeah. will get higher up in the directory, and because of that, might engage, might be able to engage with a larger audience that will actually like interact with them. Like it's done great wonders for a lot of people to grow. Maybe not directly with like the way that like Twitch would like to see, but I remember when we had the first Warframe Twitch drops period, and like there would be so many new like Warframe partnered creators that just started streaming like right before there, and like in those two weeks, gotten to two thousand five hundred followers, and boom, here they were. And they just kickstarted their career. And like, honestly, like afterwards, it's like, it's up to you to take that on and work with that. But that's a great thing. And at the same time, you're going to have a lot of people like subscribing with Twitch Prime for these things. Like, I know some people that would just make from a single drops period stream, a single drops period stream would make 1500 bucks. And it's like, yeah, maybe a lot of those people will not come back. Maybe a lot of people for those people were just like Twitch Prime subs. But hey, 1500 bucks is 1500 bucks. And if you're just starting out as a streamer, Hell freaking yeah, I'd say yes to that. My issue with that is it's not a steady income. It's right? not, but if you if you're starting out for like for on Twitch, like if you are like or even like it doesn't matter where you are, but it's like right now, like a drop spirit could mean like just a boost for that, just like a fifteen hundred dollar bonus. But I'm I don't don't want to like attribute that amount to it because not everyone is gonna get that. But 
at least some people have the chance of getting something like that. However, right now, because only the top 100, like only the 100 cherry picked like streamers, which are already like big name streamers, have been chosen to have drops. Everyone that's like like trying to become a streamer or like not even there or hasn't been chosen, they've been denied this opportunity. And they don't yeah. have a say in the matter. It's like, uh, like you can choose to turn off Twitch shops. Like you can not connect your account to like your Riot Games account, and then boom, you don't have Twitch shops as a streamer. Like you can opt out of it to just disconnect it. But now, if you want to be a part of this because for whatever reasons, maybe you want a little bonus, maybe you want to grow your channel or whatever, you don't have, no. you can't, you can't choose to do it. Yeah. And that is kind of that's kind of shitty. I feel. And yeah. I, no. I like in all honesty, like League of Legends is not a small game, no. right? So we're talking about Riot Studios, who owns League of Legends, and I can very easily imagine that League of Legends traction has decreased over the diminished interest of MOBA type games, mm -hmm. right? So they are looking to gain traction in other genres. I know that they've done a sort of card game. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's very weird. I think it's for mobile. And at the same time, they've also done Valorant, which is your Overwatch spinoff, mm. right? But, like, I, ca I, ca I cannot think of a justifiable reason why to go down this route. If you want to limit the number of people that have... Oh, God, what's the name of the dang thing? If you want to limit the number of people that have access to the closed beta, then surely you just need to address the people that are playing League of Legends, right? If you want to um, what's called increase the popularity of the title, right? Then I imagine you would do something like this, right? Well, how you're how, not how, after? How about remember Temtem? Like a couple of months ago, that game came out um, or like releases like an open beta uh -huh. thing. And so many people signed up for it that, like, the servers crashed. And people were complaining about the servers being down and, like, oh, there are so many people on it, you can't play this thing. What if this is their way to, like, like trickle in people slowly but surely over time so their servers will keep up? And at the same time, doing this marketing tactic where they're like, hey, hey, it's an exclusive club. You can only get in if you have – if you're in. So they're, like – doing this for those two reasons like i can but th there's there's no sense of brand loyalty right mm -hmm. so i don't know you know if you have it with um I, to be fair i'm i'm very adamant to say brand loyalty is dead right the whole idea of you being rewarded for sticking with a specific brand i'm pretty sure that's dead i've known um, my father who used to be with orange mobile for like 16 plus years they just turned around and cancelled his contract which is just absolutely insane you know oh we're not making enough money off your account wow bye like cool that that's awesome so to me it just feels like it it doesn't feel like we're trying to that they are trying to get players on boarded it just feels like they are trying to promote the game and nothing else right mm -hmm. they say there's a chance of you getting into the closed beta right but they don't say you will have access to it yeah right uh, they that, don't that, promise that's, yeah that's that's something that nvidia pointed out like a, a while ago where it's like um 
if you don't like watching Twitch, but you want to like get in this game, you're like, okay, well, maybe I'll just make this Twitch account. And, you know, I'll, I'll just mute the tap and like have it open. Well, you don't even know when you're going to get it. So apparently, like Nvidia says, apparently you need to watch two hours of the chosen few creators before you've ent before you've even entered in the pool for which you can receive a code. So you don't have a chance of getting anything for the first two hours, and then you're in a pool where you have a chance of maybe getting it. So it's like like. It's not clear. And, like, you don't even know what, like, as far as I'm aware, the only way to have to find out if you've gotten it is to then go back to the Valorant website, hit refresh, and then it will tell you if, you've, if you have access or not. And it's, like, it's so vague. It's so, it's so, like, like, I, I can 100% pe understand people be excited about this if you're in, if you're, like, if you've been with this game, if you're, like, like you, you, you've been looking out for it. You're like, oh yeah, it's coming out, and you love watching Twitch, and you love watching your Twitch streamers. Like, frick yeah! Normally, you could only like buy your way in into closed betas, and now I just watch my streamer stream, which I already do, and I just get it. It's so cool. But like, I, I like that as like a secondary option. But it's like this being a primary option for those for like all the people that just don't like watching Twitch. It's just yeah, it's shit. And you can't even yeah. buy your way in. It's not like, oh, hey, you can like buy Founders Access and like get your way in. Uh, I don't know how much better I would feel about that, but like that's that's not even an option. The only option is well, watch bloody Twitch streams from this handful of creators. Talking about that, there's a game on Steam. It's called Mass Builder. Mm -hmm. uh, Mass is uh, an acronym, and it's 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 basically. Um, mobile suits but you build your own mobile suits i'm going to post it in uh chat now and mm. i'll be sent to you and it, it's the, the level of customization Lars bought this like straight away while it was on offer and i'm gonna buy this right when it comes to the end of the month i'm gonna buy this be and i'm not gonna play it until co-op comes in mm -hmm. right I want to support a game like this. We there, there is no real mech-based game that is like this. I want to support it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy for them to take my 20 quid, spend that money to help towards development, and then when the features that I want come into the game, right, I will then play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah? But, like, Valorant is just like, Jesus Christ, I just don't, I don't fucking get it. This this is just such, like, and, oh, and actually, one thing I will say, it is nice that they have taken the route of supporting an indie content creator to do this marketing, right? I will give them credit for that, because too many, like um AAA titles and things like that they they just ignore the influence that these content creators have so i will tip my cap at that but i really don't like the idea that uh, sorry the fact that what you've pointed out where if you want to become a content creator and you have access to valorant you cannot have an opportunity of giving away um codes through the twitch drops i don't like that i think that uh, actually, that is just actually toxic. the the thing is is that like uh what what when, when, when you were describing what this game where it's like i'm gonna buy this because i want to support it um i was thinking like hey how about like how cool would this be where like 
uh, hey, like you're 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 putting money into something which is being developed. Like a beta, most of the time is something which like a game in development. And if you buy access to it, if you support it, then like you can make it grow. So like, uh, why like isn't it cool that they're like opening up like the doors already for this Twitch thing for like during the beta period, where normally this is something where you buy into. But like the thing is, you can't buy into this. And so, so, so it's it's literally it's not like hey we're making a beta to see like if this game can work and if people want to like put money into it. No, no, no. This is literally like it's open now, but only for this way, for only for this way. So it's not like this noble thing where it's like oh we 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 have this closed beta, but if you want in, we do it for a Twitch. No, it's just like we just want to have the press through for this thing, and like not necessarily that there's something wrong with it, but I don't think that you can go fight a like the, the the intention round of like oh they they mean good by like having people gain free access. No, it's 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 entirely like a press ploy. It's entirely um, like even when you were talking about like supporting the indie creator, I kind of disagree. Like if this would be for all people that have it that stream for this and have their accounts linked. Yeah, maybe, maybe like it would be a really great way for like support, like getting, like if you can get Valorant for like watching someone that's got one fewer and boom, you got it. Hail man. Awesome. However, it's only a hundred, like 97 streamers. And I, I'm not very familiar with the top streamers, but I believe it's like the 97, like top streamers. So it's basically, I don't know the details behind it, but I would assume there is money involved as well. Like they would, they, they would like, it would be sponsored streams. And basically like what they're doing is they're just putting money down and this deploy down to get the top streamers of Twitch to stream this and make this a top directory on Twitch, which again, may be your tactics, like that's fine. But I don't think that like, it's the, the intention of like, let's support the small creator. Let's support the creator for this. No, it's just like, hey, let's just buy this. And like, I'm not a great like like I'm not too excited about that. It's like it's something. It's something. And then then, then like I haven't even touched on like the, the I don't know. Okay, so like the one other thing which I wanted like w w which I which I which I put on the sheet for to to talk about. Um, I talked about the promotion of people don't like Twitch and drops only for a handful of people. But I was also I also wanted to talk about like the inflated views where like. Uh, during the Twitch drops periods that I've experienced with Warframe, it's been like really bad times for a lot of people. Like some people made really good, like had a really good time with it, but a lot of people were really upset about it uh, and didn't want to stream in the directory because, yeah, as you said, a lot of people are just sitting there with muted taps. They are not actually viewers. They will count as viewers, but they're not actual viewers. Like your numbers will rise, but it won't mean shit because like over 90% of these people will not come back. I've seen people that will on regular pull 100 viewers which is decent, but then during that one week, pull over 40,000 viewers, which is very good, and then never get return to that. Um, so it, it means very little. However, the thing that I'm kind of, that I kind of feel now is like, yeah, for a streamer, like that's not great. However, like the only streamers that really, really have this are the streamers that have drops enabled because a lot of people won't watch something which doesn't have drops enabled. And the people that have drops enabled most likely will have some sort of contract, which is like well, just speculation, but they'll probably have some sort of contract. Uh, so like they've chosen for this. So like, I don't think that even applies. It's like they knew what they were in for. Um, so yeah, they're getting the inflated fuse, but it's their choice. <laughs> I think it's really challenging within Twitch. Like the, the Twitch market is quite different from that of the YouTube market. So within YouTube, 
you have oh god um quality content or tutorial based content or you know th th there's a lot of different uh types of options right within content but one of the biggest problems i have within twitch and if you know if i'm wrong with this i genuinely love it if someone was to sit me down and say you know this is how you look at twitch content but every single thing about twitch it just seems to be filtered by this game right mm. i'm not here to watch the game i'm here to watch quality right the reason why I watch Jacksepticeye and Markiplier is that they entertain me while playing the game. The reason why I watch uh, the Game Grumps is they make me laugh while they play the game. The reason why I watch, you know, um, God, uh, there, there's uh, one that Loz pointed me to, um, the Internet Historian. The reason why I watch him is because, like, the, the, the sheer volume of stuff I did not know about in the internet's past also he has an amazing way of delivering the information right the reason why i watch uh yong yeah is because he does a lot of research and he doesn't over sensationalize the news he is reporting the reason why i watch john tron is because he finds the weirdest shit out there and makes some really funny videos about it but with twitch I'm sorry, the problem I have with Twitch is I see so much chaff and there is no real way to find the good stuff. Actually, and it's really unfair. Actually, in theory, I would agree. In reality, I'm going to disagree. Um, Go on. Because you mentioned Markiplier, you mentioned Jacksepticeye, you mentioned John Tron. Um, yeah. You mentioned the Game Grumps. Yeah. You watched them for their personality. That's cool. Um, how many of the people on YouTube that you watch for their personality, how many channels that have sub 10,000 subscribers have you found that you watch for their personality? Not by looking for, not looking for a game, not by looking for, just for personality. You were just looking for that personality and they popped up somewhere and you're like, 10, on below 10,000 subscribers. Oh, I completely agree with you. I think that YouTube has uh, as much of a problem because one thing I would love for YouTube is here's a game title, mm -hmm. right? I'm feeling lucky, yeah. right? Here's here's just something I'm looking for. I'm feeling lucky. There is no I'm feeling lucky button, right? I no. really freaking wish there was. So, right? so the thing with Twitch, the thing that I think Twitch has going for it is that, I yes, you you watch Markiplier, Jacksepticeye for their personalities. I believe that... In the end, people that get more familiar with creators will watch them for their personalities. But in the beginning, I think an over majority of people that watch content are looking for a specific game because they're, com they're completely unfamiliar with the person that they're faced with. They've never seen or heard about them before in 99% of the scenarios. So they'll watch them because they're looking for something for that game. So in that sense, Twitch works well because you're looking for like the game. And YouTube does the same thing. Like, why do a few channels within games grow really fast? Because people are searching for that game and then they encounter the creator. However, what Twitch does have is that if I go to the game, I can scroll down 
and I can see like very quickly if I just like scroll down, like one go on my mouse wheel, depending on the category, like some categories are more, I can see people that just started out. I can see people with one fewer, two fewer, six fewer, whatever. And there is there is definitely audiences out there or people out there that are looking for, again, that are looking for like the smaller streamers because they can actually interact with them. Whereas with the bigger streamers, the chat goes so fast, they can't. So it is way easier on Twitch to find someone that just started out because you have that way of scrolling down. The problem with Twitch, though, is that you can only watch one stream at the time. Um, like, yeah. the content is actually just, like, the content on Twitch is so very, like, homogenous. It's, like, homogenous. That's that's the right way of saying it. Homogenous. It's so homogenous because everyone is just, like, cam, gameplay, boom. This is what we do. Some people have, like, little tricks, but it's not really much. So, yeah, like, the content is kind of, like, similar. But in order to find, like, the smaller streamer, it's way easier to find the smaller streamer than it is to find a smaller YouTube creator. However, there is no recommended system, so the only way to find it is if people actually scroll down or actually, like, you host you or whatever. Um, so, like, that's harder, and you can only watch one stream at a time, so, like, growing on Twitch isn't as fast as on YouTube. However, when it comes to, like, finding creators, finding personalities on Twitch... Uh, yeah, I think it's got a little bit better than YouTube when it comes to like the really small guys. Because yeah, like same thing. I watch Markiplier and Jacksepticeye solely because of their personalities. But how do I know about them? Because they're the big guys. They're the ones that get read that I get recommended in my recommended feed now for years. Like it doesn't really happen for like the smaller guys. <laughs> Actually, one thing I would really love, unless it's again a feature there that I have not yet found. One thing I would love for Twitch to do is show me english speaking streams right mm. don't like well there is no point in me follow so watching like I, i'm literally i've gone to the walk um not warcraft minecraft uh directory and there's one here well actually there's uh, a few here that are korean i can't interact with that person but most I don't of, speak mo Korean, mo and I don't read Korean. Most of the time, they'll have tags. Like Twitch has introduced tags where, like, you state the the, the language that you that, that you're speaking generally, and then the tag will show English or Korean or like they there's actually a language system that people are yeah, supposed but, to like fill in. Yeah, I get that, but why can't I just filter that out of the results? You might be able to. I'm not quite sure. I don't often use the Twitch desktop interface, but like it's also. Oh, that. actually, no, there is. There is a filter tag. Yay! There it is! Why isn't it on by default? Does that stay on? If I now go back to browse and I go to uh, World of Warcraft. Oh my god, English is still there. If I go to Minecraft again, English is still... Okay, I t nope, yeah. I'm wrong. Problem solved. I'm wrong. I'm admitting it right now. I'm wrong. But that should be more prominent. That should have been obvious. Yeah, well, like, most of the time you can, like, if you see the tags, like, you can figure it out, whatever stream is in uh, that language. Uh, also, like, Twitch has, like, this thing where, like, there's, like, a small creator front page thing where, like, they'll have, like, a separate page on the front page where they'll just, like, throw up streams of, like, less than 10 viewers, which is interesting. Uh, I've not seen, like, that much going on with it. But anyway, uh, let's get back to the topic. Uh, we had some, we had a few responses in chat, so let me... Uh, uh, make sure that we get to those. Um, uh, let me see. Jesper Jam said, Valorant seems a little too try-hardy at the moment for my taste, plus it has too much of a Counter-Strike feel needlessly, like the money system. There's no need why you should spend extra cash to buy your weapon and armor. There, They could have also had any other system or skin for acquiring the gear of your toys. 
uh, out each round, like computer chips or energy orbs or whatever, a slightly different system to CS. Uh, Nvidia says, well, it was perfectly pretty obvious that they were going for CS as fraud, so it makes sense to keep all the system that CS players enjoyed. Yeah, I think it's like, it's mm. pretty, like, I haven't played it because I don't have access to it, uh, but yeah, it's it's most likely pretty much a they're going for CSGO, which, hey, if you want to go for it, go for it. I like more competition when it comes to different different games. Um, but yeah, I think that we've Rounded off on like the the the, the Twitch drops acquisition yeah. state of the thing. Yeah, let's let's talk about the other part. Let's talk about the titular topic. Let's talk about the big thing that's got everyone riled up right now: the bloody anti-cheat or the great anti-cheat, depending on where you're coming from. So, as we said before, like the Valorant, this game is like really excited about being anti-cheat and really fast, but they're very excited about anti-cheat. They're not kidding about the anti-cheat uh, since. Users on Reddit have already discovered that the anti-cheat system that's being installed is our driver um, that starts when you turn your computer on. You don't even have the game open. It will just be on when you start up your computer. To turn it off, you either need to change the name of the driver file so it won't load on, on a restart, or you can just completely uninstall the driver. However, it will be reinstalled again when you open the game. Now, um, it runs, as they say, on ring zero of the Windows kernel, which means that it has the same rights as an administrator from the moment you boot it. Uh, for comparison, other systems like BattleEye or Easy, Easy Anti-Cheat both load only when you're opening the game and unload when you've closed it. So that is an interesting thing. Uh, uh, and when asked about it, Riot Games responded by saying, well... We run this driver at like the startup, so like it doesn't scan anything unless the game is started. Uh, it's assigned to take up very few system resources, so you don't have to worry about it. It doesn't communicate with servers. It's just there and it's running. You can remove it at any time you like, but uh, the game will not consider the computer trusted if the driver isn't there from startup. So if you want to play the game, you have to restart your computer, and only then you can play it. Uh, this is good. This is a good thing for stopping cheaters because. As they say, a common way to bypass anti-cheat systems is to start up the systems before loading, loading into the game. And now because we always monitor your computer, you can't uh, do that before then. And the Vanguard driver does not collect or send any information about your computer back to us. Any cheat detection scans will be run by the non-driver component when the game is running. So that's kind of what they're saying. They're saying that like we have this thing on all the time so that like cheaters can't like load something before they start the game and you don't have to worry about it it doesn't take up resources it doesn't communicate unless you play the game uh but in response people have pointed out that well you have this piece of software which cannot be turned off and that runs with like administrator administrative privileges non-stop on your system like you have this very in control program that's on your system the entire time if someone finds a way to crack that well what are you gonna do what are you gonna do and uh yeah, are we going to trust, like, Riot Games to create this piece of software, which is sitting here at very high privileges on our system, to not, like, gather our information and make a piece of software which can't be hacked? Or can it? It's like, like it's it's basically you're installing a backdoor for them, maybe, if someone can crack the, the system. Those are some concerns that have been, that have been pointing out. Um so that is a that's an entirely interesting situation for and it's been a reason for a lot of people to just like give up on Valorant and uh, a thing where the developers are kind of like we defending this thing they're like suck it up this is what we're gonna do so yeah anti cheat how far should it go would you be would you be willing to install an anti cheat system like that Drew that will always be on your computer with 
like elevated priorities the entire time? This is a really good question. Um, a part of me says yes, because I used to play a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Um, again, because of the whole PvP nature of my friends, I love them to bits. Mm -hmm. But if they ever got too salty or toxic, um, because we played a PvP game and we lost, it would demotivate me, and I think, oh my god, that's a waste of an evening. Then we just play bot games instead, but people would cheat by having people use bots for their accounts, which is against the T's and C's. You can easily identify who they are because they would not talk to you. Mm -hmm. They would run everywhere rather than um, use their mounts. There was really obvious things that would indicate that this, per sorry, this player is not a person it is a bot, right? Mm -hmm. That's macro controlling the PC, right? So I can appreciate the value of having anti-cheat tools. Mm -hmm. I can appreciate the value of uh, Riot Games making their own anti-cheat system, right? Um, for those who don't know, I am... Um, <laughs> I'm DevOps at my company. I actually um, manage the service for my company and I do a lot of research into security. Uh, likewise, I have my own servers and it's hilarious when people try to break into the server. I do not run WordPress. I will never run WordPress. WordPress is a steaming pile of shit. The number of people that try to break into a server using exploits that are exclusive to WordPress is hilarious. And in fact, what I do is I null bomb the shit out of them, right? <laughs> so typically, it's not a person that tries to break into your server. It is another server trying to break into your server. Mm -hmm. Then when they have worked out how to do it, those details are then forwarded onto the person that created the hacking server. Exactly. And then they will break into your server and do all sorts of weird and wonderful, nasty shit to it. Right? Mm -hmm. So what a null bomb is, is that we detect you are trying to break in. We tell you you're going to receive 8 gig of zero data, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's just all zeros, right? You're going to receive eight gig of zeros. And then here's the start of the file. We then slam the firewall on. And then they download eight gig into RAM and it breaks their server. <laughs> right? Don't try and fucking hack me. <laughs> right? That is that is a cool method. Um it's not the only method, but it's important to recognize the concerns that people are raising, mm -hmm. right? If someone manages to use an exploit in this anti-cheat software, this anti-cheat driver that Riot have created, yes, it could do some serious damage. But people also have to recognize that um, 
people also have to recognize that my brain's just frozen entirely sorry well okay and i think you might be trying to say that like preventing cheats within a game especially pvp no 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 that's not what i'm trying to say people have to recognize that windows has been caught out microsoft has been caught out time and time again for some serious exploits right mm -hmm. Oh. The day, the day Windows 7 stopped receiving uh, support, NASA reported a serious problem with Windows 10. Wow. Right? The very same day, mm -hmm. NASA went, uh, you guys know that there's a huge exploit in your OS, right? You're going you're gonna to fix this now? You know, we told you about it. You're going to fix it now that we've made it public? Oh, you are? Awesome. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, and so... If people want to get into your computer, they'll find a fucking way, mm -hmm. right? I am going to think that some people that are raising concerns about this anti-cheat software are people that want to cheat, right? Well, not necessarily. I, not necessarily. So, 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 like, one thing, NVIDIA has already pointed out um, that, like, the great intrusive anti-cheat uh, software that couldn't uh, that couldn't last for seven days without being subverted. Um, so like that so great the, the program isn't all that that great. Um, but like the thing that I that I feel personally is that this this would be something which I would not like to install a game for because I am fine with anti cheat software while I'm, while I'm running the game. Um, I think that most of the time, like people do find ways around it, but it's good to have it in place as long as it mm. doesn't like destroy your computer. However, an anti-cheat system, like if it runs the entire time and has like very high privileges on my computer, it's like, what does it do? Why is it there? And they're saying like, okay, so as long as you run your PC, like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't transmit any data. It just doesn't do anything. It's like, yeah, well, why is it running then? So it, it does do something. It is there monitoring something, some data, and it might not send it while you're, the game isn't active, but it's monitoring something, and it's, like, checking with, with like, the main server once you, like, started the game, um, checking whether, whether it's valid. So, like, it is keeping an eye on you. Maybe it doesn't send the data when you're not playing the game, but when you start the game, it might just send the data to it. And, like, maybe it's not that very important. However, I think that over the last decade we've kind of like had this thing which was called our data and we didn't know that there was any price to it we didn't know that there was any value to it so we happily gave it up for free services free social media free games all that sort of stuff um and i think that right now we're seeing that especially when it comes to um like your 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 just like texting with someone about like trying like like oh i might want to have like this game console and then all of a sudden you're seeing ads for that game console like there's it's like you don't like i'm not really the biggest fan of just giving my data away for for whatever and not concerning myself about it and when this thing comes around and says like hey we're just going to be on your computer all the fucking time all the time even if you're not playing the game then i'm kind of like well hold on hold on hold on there like one why do you need to be on all the time two if you say you're not like communicating or sending any data or anything while you're while the game is not active then why you're on so like clearly there is something there um that like maybe their, their their pr trick is saying like yeah no it's not sending data when, when the game's not running but it will send the data of past hours when like your game is running 
And like, fourthly, like the thing where it's like, hey, you know, you have this piece of software. Um, I'm not saying that like it will allow people to to like do things with your computer, uh, but like there have been really like people find ways around things for pieces of software. And if you have this piece of software, which is always on on all the PCs installed that have this game, hey, you know that's a that's a great interesting point for people to hack through. So like so, yeah. so I think I think a lot of. So the the biggest concern, which is what you're saying, mm -hmm. is the always being on thing. Yes. Right. I think that is a justifiable concern. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, like when I, I I turn off as much as physically possible to stop starting up mm -hmm. in the background of my PC whenever I turn on my PC. Mm -hmm. Right. That 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 is that you know whenever I've set up a new computer, that is the first port of call is make sure shit ain't turning on that shouldn't be turning on, mm -hmm. right? The So I can appreciate that. The next thing is the, the data. I am not concerned about, uh, what's it called? Uh, Riot getting data of, you know, what you are doing at any point in time. Like, do you have Cortana turned on? No. No. I right. have that turned on. A lot of people have it turned on. A lot of people don't even know what it is. Well, right? it's, 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 it's been for me a reason to stick with Windows 8 as long as I could. Because, uh, right. like, 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 my main PC, like, the PC that, like, I'm streaming from is still Windows 8. The only reason right. that this laptop has Windows 10 is because I couldn't get a Windows 8 laptop at the time. I really, really dislike having like the Cortana thing on there because like that's this personal assistant thing, which is just like, hey, we're listening in all the time so that you can like say like go here, and then like it will I will misinterpret it two times until I get you to the right place. While I could also just like click and go there, and it's like it just seems like a big breach of like like a big invasion of privacy for very little reward. I don't like it, and I can't turn no, it off. I... Like even now, if you turn it off. It's still running as a background processing and task manager, and I don't like that. Is it? Yes, it is. Open up ta uh, like task manager, like you will see Cortana yeah. being on. Um, Where? Uh, let me. Is it called Cortana? Yes, it is. Uh, oh. It should be under background processing. Shit, it is. Yes, it's always on. Like unless you go for like a really complicated way of removing it, you might have a fifty. Like you might have like a fifty-fifty chance. I don't know if numbers are accurate, but like you might have a chance of like deleting oh, it entirely. Oh, but it says it's suspended. The process is suspended. Yeah, there will be like a a, a leaf behind it, but like if you say like and and task, it will just turn back on. So like it's always kind of like on. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. Like uh, I've always been, especially like I've even I've even had that with Windows 8. Like I want my operating system. I want my PC to just be my PC. And then when Windows 8 came around, it was like, log in with your Windows account, log in with your Facebook account, log in. I'm like, no, I just want an operating system. I just want this thing to be a local thing which I operate. If I want to connect to the internet, I'll use the internet. And the thing with games is like, I just want to play this game. I don't want it to go over everything not that like i'm afraid that it will like look over my files and like tell me what i'm doing and what kind of like porn i'm watching on my computer it's like no that's not necessarily what i'm worried about it's just like i don't want to have like if i like if i have a choice of having that on or not having that on i'd rather not have that on and then like the choice becomes like well would like 
what do I get in return for having something which I don't know exactly what it does all the time, being constantly on and monitoring my computer all the time? What do I get in return? It's a free-to-play game with, like, um, like you know, um, money. The, the, it, it's still doing, like, the... What's the word for it? The freemium model, where, like, oh, you can pay money for, like, cosmetics, like, all the, that sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, no, I don't think that's worth it. I don't think that that trade-off, in my mind, is worth it at all. Um, and, like, I'm perfectly fine with having anti-cheat when, like, the, the, the anti-cheat, like, starts when the game starts. Fine. 100% down with it. I don't, I don't like cheaters at all, even. Like, like I've been playing a bit of Modern Warfare 2. I really, really enjoy that game. I think it's an awesome game. I love the maps. I think the re-releases, I thought they were dumb. I'm like, dude, I still have the game on PlayStation 3. That thing runs fine. But one thing that I've discovered is all these games... They're all modded as shit because everyone is like hacking the game and trying to like do their own like aimbot dumb shit. And like, I don't want to have that. So now I'm forced to like buy the remaster because people just fucked it up with, with hacking it. So like, I'm not in favor of hacking things. That being said, anti-cheat systems, most of the time, seem to kind of be in the same category as like DRM systems, which like, it works <laughs> in the tearing, but people will always find a way around it. So like, hey, you know... This system is going to be subverted. People are going to find find a way around it. People are going to hack it. So, yeah. I, I also feel that there is some value in talking about DRM systems. Like, um, So when you told me that this was the topic, I, I went to go find out the name of the infamous DRM, uh, Domovo. So mm. uh, a lot of games and things run Demovo as a method of anti-piracy. Mm -hmm. And I can appreciate that. You know, um, I remember back in the day, you know, it was so much easier to pirate video games than it was to try and go to the local game store, which may be like two cities away, and try and buy the game. But the... What was the, um, the mofo. but with the introduction of things like Steam and stuff, mm -hmm. where it had to check to see if you're online, like that's fine. I have heard loads of people talk about Demovo and say like it destroys SSDs, right? I have not experienced this. I have played several games with Demovo, right? I have not personally experienced it, but mm -hmm. the fact that there is this anti-piracy software out there this anti-cheat stuff that just makes people like you know spend extra amounts of money to accommodate this bullshit poorly written software you know it, it, no wonder there is a greater incentive for things like piracy right yeah, yeah well like, i mean that's that's that that that's the thing where it's like uh these anti-DRM things, what you're talking about, are exactly like the thing that I feel about with this anti-cheat system. It's like, yeah, you need to have these things in place because otherwise people will just be making copies of the game and just like, it'd be bad. It'd be a bad situation. Yeah. I don't want people to like pirate all these games. I don't want people to like cheat on all these games. However, these systems, these systems are going to be are gonna be hacked. Ultimately, people will find a way around it. Now, when it comes to DRM, uh, games like when it comes to like the, the DRM side of things like most likely like there might be a back and forth but ultimately like what you find with a lot of like older titles like 10 years ago people will find a way around it and like it is in circulation if you if you know where to look um, but when it comes to anti-cheat like 
they will always kind of like try to update that because like having cheaters in your game is not great, especially in a PvP game. So yes, there'll be more on it. But still, it's like if if in the situation, especially with the, with the anti-DRM thing, if the situation is such that it's more beneficial for me to have the pirate a DRM-free software uh, because it doesn't destroy my computer because I don't ha get the negative effects from it. I've seen many, many stories, especially through uh, videos from Jim Sterling and other like forums and blog po posts where like people were talking about like, well, this DRM does this thing, this thing does that thing. Like, like it lowers, it lowers my frame rate. It makes my game perform worse. It's like, well, what kind of cost are you given to the people that are actually legitimately wanting to play your game? What kind of like burden are you giving them in order to like scare off? Because that's basically what you're doing. You're scaring off people that want to do bad. Because if like ultimately everything that's created by man will be able to be defeated by man. So like it is, it's this game where it's like, hey, you know, like this will not be impenetrable. People will find a way to penetrate it. So is it worth it to be like on 24 seven as long as your computer is on? Like, I don't think no. And it's like, yeah. Mm. <sighs> I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I don't like it. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I I completely agree. Um. Jasperry Gem here says in chat, this might be a stupid idea, but how about having paid jobs of moderators that come and inspect ongoing games, if anyone, let's say, reports a uh, player. Uh, I saw you respond to that. Like, how many people would you want to hire? Hypothetically. Jesper Jem says, depending on the game, it uh, depends on the game for a game like Battle Royale, there's like 100 people per match. Not that many are needed. The more matches can be played at the same time, the more people would need to be hired theoretically. Um, so, but like, let's, let's, let's throw some numbers around, right? So, for example, let's, let's give them not the greatest pay in, in the world. Let's just say that they earn 20,000 pounds a year, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you were to hire just 10 people, that's two hundred thousand pounds a year, mm -hmm. right? You have to find the budget for two hundred thousand pounds, right? How many games are those ten people going to be able to moderate, right? I, How I think yeah. I think you would have to work with like an algorithmic system where it comes like like what do cheaters want? Like 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 like, like what are people gonna gonna cheat for? And most likely it's gonna be for um, faster ranking, faster points gain, more kills. Um, but doing, how how do you weird... but how do you identify that someone is cheating? Do you go just based on reports? So I, if someone I, says I, that person, I, 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 I would go on partly reports, but I would largely go on um, like data. So like if one person goes from like performing very poorly to somehow all of a sudden boom, increasing very much in score or or like having perfect like uh, precision. Like that would just send up a flag, and that's something which would which would be then open for manual review. Um, and if that is then decided to be a like, if there is like question, like you could give them a warning, or you could give them like you could give them a a short ban. And if they respond, and it's like like this is one thing, like like I'm not a, I'm not in favor of a completely automated system because what you see with YouTube or what you see with uh, Blizzard games is like. The bots suspect something. You're banned. We're not even going to talk about it. Bye. I hate that. But I think that for such a large scale, and especially what you're talking about, like having to hire so many people to like govern things, like I think with an algorithm, this this is something which you can very cost effectively do. But then you will have to have like the human factor at the end of the results, where it's like, hey, if this was just something that someone that was legitimately good, 
they should not have to suffer because the bot flagged them. But I think that like you can do something very well with bot flagging because like how is that? How is it that like this is the only game that has the need for such a like such a like big ass program that's on like the entire time and all the other all the other like legacy PvP things that are like already here like the the, the things that have already been established they don't need that. What do you mean that they don't need that? Like CS CSGO doesn't have a program that's on twenty like on the entire time on your computer. Um, other people no, 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 no. it doesn't have one on the entire time, but I'm pretty sure it has one. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure that um, it uses anti-vac. Yeah, but like I'm fine with having it on while I'm playing. I'm, I'm like, why? Why would it need to be on the entire time? No, I, I, I don't think that that's up for dispute, right? I yeah. think at this point in time, we're talking about what's the difference between having a system um, of people that are moderating versus the num, sorry, an automated system. I, right? Okay, I think okay, that's the okay. So, 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 so I. I wouldn't actually. I would never say do away with all the automated systems and just have people on there because then you would have to have people on every match. That would be insane. Uh, but I think that like if you were to say like, hey, we're not happy with just having an anti-cheat system like in all the other games there are while the game is running, and we want to have something more, then I would say then have an algorithm that goes over like I believe they might already do that, but like have an algorithm that goes over like uh, play data, uh, player data, have a learning algorithm that goes over that. that so that so that like that like it. It looks for certain data points that change or that are like indicative of um, cheating bot behavior, and yeah. then and then have a manual review over that. And if it's wrong, it gets an input that's wrong, and it learns from that, and it can adapt to that. And then when, when so yeah, so so I I'll come to that in a minute. I just want to address like some of the points that are raised. So imagine you have a staff of ten people to moderate it manually. Mm -hmm. We said two hundred thousand, right? The, the next point was that was raised in chat. Um, surely it would cost that much for a developer to build an anti-vat, sorry, uh, an anti-cheat system. So imagine, for example, we have um, a moderately well-paid, well, quite a well-paid developer mm -hmm. earning 50,000 a year, right? Yeah. I would assume a month would be plenty to develop one of these systems right like just a separate program that looks out for all these different ways of cheating yeah. that comes to 4.1 thousand um pounds right which is significantly less than 200,000 yeah right once uh automated system to monitor every match every computer every player versus 10 people that can monitor 10 games at any one time yeah. right going on to the algorithm side well that's how we determine this stuff we have an mm -hmm. automated system that detects cheating it yeah. is good to have the automated system not only on the client but also on the server mm -hmm hoping servers are in fact involved now if it's riot games i cannot imagine dedicated servers are not involved look at bloody league of legends that's how's good mm -hmm. sorry Ugh. apologies league of legends has dedicated servers up the wazoo so does every blizzard game under the sun dedicated with servers everywhere so but you also have to respect the fact that with these algorithms when you're checking this you are affecting the the game on the server right mm -hmm. 
you're saying, right, I am moving this character from this place to that place. If you have to validate that data, that could slow down the gameplay. That could create an artificial lag. Or you have to pay through the nose to have a higher capacity server so that it can perform the calculations faster and do the validation, ignoring that. I can completely understand the value of having this, what's the name of the damn thing? Anti-cheat stuff on the client computer. Makes perfect sense. What doesn't make perfect sense is having the damn thing on 24 seven. I think it would make more sense if it was on 24 seven, if it wasn't, if it didn't have root admin privileges, Mm -hmm. right? But Windows 10s, so Windows 10, Windows 10s, yeah, two things, um, two plurals, stupid. Windows 10's uh, permission system is so anally retentive, right? Mm-hmm. I can imagine you would need to have it on the admin ring, right? On the admin privilege level. Because in order to get a web browser to have access to a webcam, access to a microphone, before you would just go, yes, allow, it's fine. Now in Windows 10, you have to go to settings and then there's a privacy thing if memory serves. Um, or is it account? There's like, oh no, it's privacy. And then what has access to the microphone? What has access to the camera? And it's just like, what the legitimate hell is this? Well, Windows 10 is an absolute mess. And like, on the one hand, it's probably the most stable form of Windows, like the, the one that we've had for the longest time. And like, they're kind of dedicated to keeping it this way. But mm. I don't like it at all because, like, the okay. So, like, the one weird thing I'm, I, I hope I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show things that I'm not supposed to show here. Uh, but I think I will be fine as long as I, as long as I set this up like this. So this right here is a Windows 10 machine, and let me show you one of the biggest problems with it is Windows. Like, this is a perfect example of it. Windows settings. So right, you're looking at right now is what used to be the control panel. So normally you'd go to like the control panel and you'd be able to like control everything. You can still go to control panel. You just have to like type in control Control panel panel. and it won't show up after you do control space P and then the control panel would show up. Now, what was great about the control panel is that it would just bring you to like the, the settings, the important settings. Um, but it gives you everything, but the windows settings feature is just like a watered down thing where you can just like, Oh, you can, you, you can go to. You can go to gaming here and it will give you like a few options, but not everything because we don't think you need these options. Like you just need, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to see everything. I'm like, dude, it's my fucking computer. I want it. I want to control everything about my computer. It's my computer. I want to control this thing, but it's so like dumbed down. And I hate that. It's like, it's like this. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if you would call it the Appleization, but but it, it kind of makes me feel like 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 the iPhone, where it's like, well, we'll con- let you control some features, but not all of them, because you're not smart enough for that. We build our we we build our company from making computers in our garage, but no, 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 you don't want to open up your phone. No, 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 you don't want to change a setting. No, 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 you don't want to do that. You're too dumb for that. You can't do that. No, no, no. you just wanna you just wanna have like a couple of these. Don't worry about anything else. And I really don't like that. Maybe, as what you're saying, with Windows being this weird and crazy, like the only way that they can make this work is putting it in the ring zero, like the most privileged kernel, and like making it work like that. 
but like <laughs> it's like it's pretty much like it's like the, the way that it feels the way that that it feels like is like if right now uh with people staying at home like people will have to make exams at home right um and people are like schools are trying to figure out how do we do that how we, do we make sure that people don't cheat while they're doing a test and one thing they're proposing is like okay uh everyone will have to like download an app on their phone and then like they put the phone behind them and they'll well they have a webcam turned on so while they're doing the test like they'll have like a camera on the back of them and the camera on the front of them and then then like the teacher can check whether people have like a, a notepad besides them like that's a fear that's an idea that has been proposed but like that's like honestly that sounds fair to me because like you need to like keep track of people like there is a bit of idea of like hey do you allow everyone to look into your room but as far as you're like if it's only on while you're doing a test and you're aware that this will be happening during your test, you can clean up your room, you can sit in a space which is like sterilized and clean and you don't have to worry about it. That sounds fair. But what if right now, like Riot, Riot exams comes along and they're like, okay, yeah, we want we want to check on you during your exam so you don't cheat. But for that, we're just going to install cameras throughout your entire house everywhere. Uh, and we're not going to check on them. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. We will not look at your data. We will not transmit your data will not transmit any images from those cameras it will only transmit when you're playing the game when you're doing the exam it will only transmit when you're doing the exam but the reason we have them on all the time is to see whether you're not cheating before or after the test but we'll not transmit that data but they do need to be on all the time it's like i don't believe that i believe that you are looking at that data only when you start up the game but it's like no i don't want to have all my all you monitoring everything i do uh, and having like rank zero access to everything uh, because I play your stupid game. It's like, no, I don't think that's worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. That payoff is completely not worth it. And I'm curious who thinks that it is worth it. But what reason. about targeted advertising with the fact that, as you said earlier, you write a text message about a game and then all of a sudden you get an advert about the game. Like, why does, like, you know, if part of the terms and conditions to play mm -hmm. the game, is you have to have the software installed like then if you don't agree with the terms and conditions you shouldn't like do you have the right to complain about you know these are the terms and conditions if you don't agree with them then you can't play the game right? actually i don't know i i don't think yeah. so I, actually, like, yeah. likewise you know terms and conditions of using the the tech software on your phone you know we monitor the shit that you talk about in your phone like you know do you have a right to complain? No, because you you, you accept it, you can get rid of it. It's yeah, like uh, actually, yeah, you, you raise a fellow fellow point there. Um, I I think that like I'd like to think that we're um we're discussing the idea, <laughs> um, but I think that when it comes to people saying, oh, we don't like this, we're not gonna play the game. It's like yeah, I'm probably not gonna play the game because of this because I don't like I don't like the idea. Um, I mean, but it's realist... not gonna ruin the game. Because... Realistically, realistically, okay. So we we know of copper, mm -hmm. right? The whole child data protection out in the states, mm -hmm. right? Um, and companies have to abide by that, mm -hmm. right? There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. The government is who enforces that. Yeah, the American government say if you don't pull your shit together we are going to sue the crap out of you. Mm -hmm. They sued Google for 170 million because they were in breach of the, the whole uh, child data protection, right? Mm -hmm. So 
if shit like this keeps happening, realistically, our government should be the the ones to our governments plural should be the ones to actually protect our rights to prevent companies like um apple like um google like amazon like riot games like microsoft you know you just, just freaking pluck a company well, out of the hat well, let me... you know, but the, the governments are the ones that should be able to say right you cannot force this on people microsoft for example refused to actually remove um internet explorer from their um operating systems because it was integrated into the uh, os right as a result they had a monopoly because they could sell the operating system and companies that made web browsers like netscape for anyone that remembers them right couldn't sell their web browsers anymore yeah but let me raise two points to that number one lobbying number two <laughs> article 13 so the first point with lobbying is that like a lot of big companies also have big stakes in governments so like they will yeah. they will they will most of the time lobby against certain regulations look at things like loot boxes for example where right now like actually this week um in Europe, right now, if you buy a game where there might be loot boxes or random items involved, there will be a little text on the box that says, there might be random paid items in here, which has been like kind of like two, three years, four years too late. Um, it's been heavily fought over by the terms of E, by, by, by the likes of EA that called them surprise mechanics. Um, but yeah, like that is something where like they'll lobby against it and that will take time. And number two, article 13, the thing that I want to point out with that is a lot of times I am really wondering whether like the governments that are in place right now have much of an idea of what is going on with the internet and how the internet like how to deal with it because a lot of it like let's like take for example article 14 with it which has been like a European legislation which makes like like websites responsible for the content that's being uploaded so like uh, when it comes to like copyright, if I were to upload something to, let's say YouTube, like it's still getting into effect. So like there's still like one or two years that like, European countries have to comply to that. But basically, if I were to like in two years upload something to YouTube and it would have like a bit of a movie in there, then the movie company could sue YouTube because YouTube is like responsible. It makes no sense. It's absolutely bollocks. These people have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And you see that time and time again. Same with COPPA. The same thing with COPPA is like, it's a good thing to protect like children's privacy. I think like we can all agree on that. And I think that uh, Google has made a big ass mistake with YouTube where they said like, okay, we have this heart limit of 13 years or older. Otherwise you can't access like the main YouTube website. You can only go to YouTube kids. But then they were like very happy. It's like, oh yeah, we have on main YouTube. We have so many children watching. Everyone is watching for their parents' accounts. It's so cool. Come advertise here. It's like, dude, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Is this no? I, I I am gonna. I, you're right about the whole government's just slap happy. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, this is a new law. Oh, this is a good law. That's a bad law. I completely agree with you mm -hmm. on the haphazard approach that most governments have. I will defend YouTube on the other hand because how can you prevent people misusing a service? Right. Well, okay. How can... So, so, so this is okay. So, actually, that would have been a very good reason, and I'm one hundred percent in favor of it. I would say everyone that that 
that uses YouTube will have to agree to the terms of service that they are 13 years or older. And if they're not, then it's their fault. Then YouTube couldn't have done anything about it. However, YouTube... Not is if the government says otherwise. Yeah, That's but the, the reason why they said otherwise was because you, like, YouTube has tried to send their defense. They, they've tried to say, hey, we say we an age of 13. We said an age group of 13. However, the government said to that, like the US government said to that, yeah, well, you say that. But over the last few years, you have been... Uh, you've been advertising proudly how on your YouTube main site you have so many kids watching. So like because because they were proudly like advertising that like look at YouTube main where everyone has to be 13 or up. Look at how many kids we have watching here. Please advertisers come advertise here because we have so many kids watching. That the US government said like well that, you get kind of how do you know here. that right? Okay, that was something I was unaware of. And yeah. fair enough. That that's you know, yeah. sorry YouTube you fucked up on that one. Yeah. But the, I, yeah, I mean, what, what was the origin to this? Uh, well, basically, like, like you said that, like, governments should, should, should be here to protect the right. Personally, like, personally, I feel that I don't think there is realistically one story which any one citizen could be proud of a local party leader doing something in favor for maybe Boris Johnson when he was mayor of london with the whole boris bikes thing but i think that there are numerous tales of how people will use one thing as a like okay so i remember um this this is uh, a story from my father so i you know please take that into account and in what i'm telling you when um when I was a kid, there was a terrible bus accident where uh, a kid ended up dying. And this was because the bus had wheels that were 20 years old, right? They were falling to pieces. They were not maintained properly, you know, you, you know. and the, the mother of the child died, mm. took this to their you know the the party member and said look you know like please you've got to enforce this you've got to make sure that um buses are you know safe and responsible for our kids you know um i don't want anyone else to go through what i've gone through so on and so forth and the the political member the party member uh gained a lot of press with this campaign mm. and um, he, what's called, he he got on his soapbox. He he got the position of being MP for that region, and uh, he brought in a new uh, bill that stated that buses couldn't have wheels that were over twenty years old. Mm -hmm. The wheels shouldn't be twenty months old, not twenty years. The thing is, is it is okay. I'm gonna say that I feel. Uh, I, I feel very strongly about the about the the statement that democracy is the worst way of governing a a, a country, except for all the others. Um, but the thing is, is that right now the way that people get in power, or the way that like our countries work, it's all one giant popularity contest. So mm. uh, I've been like I was really into politics when I was like 
13, 14, 15, I thought it was greatly interesting, like reading all the political parties and like, who would I vote for if I could vote? It sounded so awesome. Uh, but what I've discovered in the later years, especially, like, especially right now, is that like, when it comes to when it comes to like running a country, I think like partly part of me feels it's also very similar to running a company because you gotta like you gotta make sure you manage a whole bunch of people like even more so because you also gotta make sure to like like it's not just like oh I can't lay people off because like it's literally people in your country you gotta make sure you 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 find the best way to like lead this great bunch of people like this, this insane amount of people to a way that's better for all of them. Um, so it's a very complicated task and you're, you're faced with like, you have everyone in the country that you, that you can choose from, from, to, to form your government with. Um, however, uh, what ends up happening is not that like, if I look at campaigns, if I look at like political campaigns, if I look at like what governments are trying to do, what kind of bills are they, they're trying to push, it's always like, oh, we're going to like one phrase slogan this, one phrase slogan that. We are going to do this. We are going to make the economy better. We are going to make life better. We're going to make the worst thing less yeah. worse. And it's like the same thing here. Like the slogan was, oh, remember the, remember the story where the 20 year, the 20 year old wheels kill the kid? We're not gonna allow 20 year old wheels anymore. Ha ha. Yeah. But it's like, no, like the thing that I feel, especially like when it comes to like uh, voting and elections and like the entire like, governing thing it's like if, if, if you're trying to convince me to vote for you uh, uh the, bring up your points bring up everything that you want to change bring up everything that you want to uh want to want, want, want to work with but you want to do but don't bring it to me in like one paragraph i'm like a one paper pamphlet cite the studies cite your studies give me your considerations yeah. why do you consider why, why do you consider giving so many million like why do you consider giving 10 million to this and not 11 million or 10.5 million why do you get to this budget and i absolutely don't like this entire idea of like mm, we're parties we're parties i'm part of this party so i want to so i want to jump in um i i get where you're going i completely i'm in complete mm -hmm. agreement with you a large part of me was thinking me a moments ago that maybe anyone that wants to be a party member or whatever or someone in government they actually have to have some qualification like they, they have to have like a degree in um science they have to have a degree in math they have to you know something to actually prove that they can do the research but in all honesty like if you did that then there's no way in hell that they would become a political leader what i feel is that we should have a not a governing body but like you know how we have local education so yeah no you don't in the uk we have local educational authorities mm -hmm. right they are a governing body that determines what the curriculum is for the schools right yeah likewise i feel that there should be a governing body that is not influenced by a political leader that um what you call it, advises um, on the best interests of the public when it comes to technology, right? Mm -hmm. You know, things like um, you cannot prevent someone from using the text message service if they do not agree to allow for tar targeted advertisement, right? That's, that's not fair, right? Because what, you know, every single phone has this now on them. Like, what are you supposed to do about it, right? Well, well mo mo most likely, what what the thing is is that like WhatsApp uses it because like 
WhatsApp is a Facebook-owned something. So like, hey, yeah. you use that. Like you, you can voluntarily download that or not use that. But because so many people have it, like you kind of use it all the time. But like then it comes down to this is a private company where people can choose to install it. Like that's the important thing. It's a free service that people can choose to install. So. If they don't want it, that's what they, that's what like WhatsApp will say, like or Facebook will say, like if they don't want it, they can get rid of it. It's like it's their choice. See, but WhatsApp is an optional thing, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Google Messenger is not an optional thing for the ability to send. I cannot download another piece of software to send text messages, right, on my phone. I can only use the Google Messenger that is part of the phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not quite aware of how, like, whether it takes up, whether whether the same algorithms are played there because, like, that is the text that goes directly to your uh, service provider. But I'm, it could be, like, I'm not saying you, it is. But I'm you not get my it point. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, I I feel, for example, right, this anti-cheat software, mm-hmm. right. You know, this governing body could turn around and say, right, you could only have this anti-cheat software not on the admin, uh, like the top level permissions, mm-hmm. right? And it could only be running while the software that you're monitoring is being run, mm-hmm. right? To protect the user's best interests. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we're talking about this. We have a lot of experience with this. But kids that are into hero shooters like Overwatch aren't necessarily going to know about this. What if the kid ends up playing on their father? Like when I was a kid, I used to play computer games on my dad's computer, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't old enough to have my own computer. What if I go and download uh, Valorant? Is that the name yeah. of the game again? Yeah. Well, I go download Valorant, install it and everything. And then all of a sudden, my father's computer gets destroyed because someone's backdoored in yeah right honestly like this is also something this is also something which i feel like with i don't know how it's in their terms of service but i'm really curious because now that you force people to install your like rank zero program that's going to be on 24 7 as riot games like if someone were to like backdoor that and like hijack like a bunch of computers like, what's going to prevent people, unless it's in the terms of service, to make a giant-ass claim? Because, like, it's your software that allow people to, like, get into their computer and, like, lose valuable assets. Uh, but, yeah, you make a very good point. It's like, again, again, but th- then again, like, this is this is one game, one case. Um, and what, we, what we've seen with EA and loot boxes, like, loot boxes were far more prevalent than this. And look at what happened with loot boxes. Like... Like, parents had to pay so much money for children that just spend money on loot boxes, not knowing that we're loot boxes and it cost real money, and they just, like, spend, 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 spend. And it cost years for people to even spend, stand up about it. And now, when loot boxes have kind of fallen out of favor because people really, really don't like them since that Star Wars game, two years later, two years fucking later... Like the ESRB and like the Peggy come around and say, oh yeah, we'll write like one line on like our boxes saying like, oh, there might be like random paid items in here. It's like, it too takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's too fucking late. Like, you know, you could have you caught up with this one a little bit sooner. Yeah. So like, I, I get where you're coming from with like, um, bringing it back to what you said is like, um, uh, 
you can't really complain if you agree with the terms of service and you have the thing installed. So you know, the only one that can like really like put things to restraints is like the government. But a lot of times they're kind of slow. Uh, <laughs> I feel so like I personally think that like I'm like I, for me it's a big issue. I'm like I'm probably not gonna install it for like for this. Uh, cause like, I feel there, there's a couple of things which I do not agree with where I'm like, mm, you know, that doesn't make sense with like the, with, especially where it's like, we don't collect data when, when it's not on, but it needs to be on all the time because otherwise like the other programs only collect data when the game is on. It's like, yeah. So then why does it need to be on all the time if you're not collecting data? So like, I'm like, it doesn't sit right with me. The, the, the high privilege access doesn't sit right by me. I don't like that. I can choose not to install it. Now, will this make a big difference? People might say, yes, it will, because we'll rise up as gamers and we'll be like, oh my god, we don't like this thing. We'll not play your game. You're gonna learn. No, no, that never happened. That never fucking works. No one ever has boycotted a game successfully because people will not fucking care. There's more people that will not give a shit about this that will just play the game. And that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I don't know about that because look, I remember distinctly the backlash of Star Wars Battlefront 2 was it Battlefront 2 where the Reddit's most downvoted uh post ever do you remember this yeah but okay so this is Reddit's most downvoted post ever and that only got like some European governments I remember the Belgium government to like banish loot boxes but not all of the governments. And two years later, it took them two or three years after after that thing where it was Reddit's most downvoted post for like like the governments, the, the Peggy and the ESRB to be like, random items involved on the box. So like this big thing didn't really change all that much. It's just that like at that time, like it got to like a mainstream level where like even like random news sources, mainstream news sources and parents were talking about it that like, Developers were kind of like, mm, let's just kind of back off of this and let's just go on cosmetics, with, which aren't loot boxes, but cosmetics, paid items. Um, it's like there were so many games before that that had this loot box thing where people still spoke up about it, but like for some reason, like Star Wars Battle, like Star Wars Battlefront Two was just like perfect play, right timing, right like perfect place, perfect timing sort of thing. But like there were so many cases before that where people were upset, where they were like. Why are there loot boxes in this game now? I don't like this. I'm going to quit. And like these games just continue to succeed. So like nine out of ten times, like, it's not working. I, just, just, just to put my two cents in, I have zero issue with loot boxes. I have issue with loot boxes in games I have paid for. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you know, if I had to buy Star Wars Battlefront 2 and then, oh, look, loot boxes, fuck off. Right? Yeah. Overwatch. Buy Overwatch, fucking loot boxes, piss off, right? I remember watching, um, yeah, I'm gonna name. I'm uh, I'm not gonna be that cruel. I I remember watching Rob from a gay guy plays, you know, and he opened hundreds and hundreds of loot boxes on YouTube, and like, okay, that's your choice, but how much money have you just pissed away? Mm -hmm. uh, it's 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 not right if the game is free to play i have no issue with loot boxes it is a method of earning money through microtransactions but if you've got a payment for the title in the region of 50 quid and then you have loot boxes on top fuck right off actually like i i largely share your sentiment 
um, where it's like, I really don't like the, the double thing. If I already paid for it and I have to do it, like, then there's paid mechanics, fuck that. Uh, but I have to say that I'm not opposed to, like, developers or people earning money for spending efforts into something. Like, that's fine. Um, everyone should earn money for, like, the things that they do. But the thing that I'm, like, the thing that I struggle with, especially when it comes to these free-to-play games, um, and, like, the thing that you brought up about, like, the kid that installs this thing on their on, on their dad's laptop situation. Like, a lot of these people that are playing free-to-play games are kids. Um, this is something where, over the last 10 years, we've discovered, the last 20 years, we've discovered that data, which we did not think was very valuable, turned out to be very valuable. Um... And in the same way that we've seen kids play mobile games and spend hundreds of dollars on like for, like premium currencies, uh, to these kids, like these premium currencies don't seem to hold any value, but they do. And I think that a lot of these free-to-play games or free-to-play services online uh, have uh, like take value from you, but you're not but you're not aware of it, and they play very good psychological tricks on it. So like this is the thing. This is the thing when it comes to like if I buy if I go to the store and I buy a game, like the transaction is very transparent. I have $60. The game wants $60 from me, and then I get the game. Like, that's a fair transparent transaction. Like, it it, it will throw a little bit of a cover art on it. Maybe it will do some advertisements, but it's pretty cut, cut and dry, like, what it is, what I get, and what I pay. However, when it comes to, like, free-to-play free services, when it comes to free services, when it comes to well, free-to-play games, um, what you find is that... Um, Especially a lot of kids, because I remember I was looking for free-to-play games all the time when I was a kid because I had no money, and I just wanted to play games. Like, you're looking for games as a kid because you want to play something, but you don't have money. And these games present themselves as, you can play this game if you don't have money. But, while you're playing, we're gonna, like, entice you as much as we can for you to spend as much money as you can. And it will never be enough. So when it was with loot boxes, like where there were the, the, the gambling tricks and like continuing to pay to, to pay on, or even when it's not with loot boxes, when it's with complete free-to-play well, free services where like it's premium currency, you're constantly being enticed to like buy this premium bundle, buy this premium pack. Oh, look at look at these players here that are like in the, in the lobby that have like better, better gear than you. You could buy that actually. Like there are so many tricks at play where the transaction is so muddled and uh, encouraged with underlying psychological tricks on people that enter this game or this service with the idea of, I want to play something for free. A lot of people that aren't even aware that this thing is going on, where it's very, very, like, very well crafted in this thing where it's like, we're going to, we're going to continue to keep you like engaged. We're going to give you a hook. Then we'll make it a hobby. Then we'll, then we'll make it a hobby, uh, a hobby. And then we're just going to like try and get your money. It's like, it's a bit of a different situation. It's like, yes, I agree. Like, free-to-play games need to find a way to make their money. However, um, it's it's not a very above-the-table transaction, if you, if you if you understand what I'm saying. I completely agree with you. I was actually just thinking about this. One thing that I think would go leagues again, like leagues further, um, I'm assuming, you know, nearly everyone uses multi-factor authentication, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, whenever I'm logging into my Steam account, I have uh, a notification appear on my phone, and I just have to put in the, the the code that appears on the phone. Likewise, the only way to log into my uh, Yahoo account is via my phone. I put in the username, and then a thing appears on my phone. I have to press yes or no to actually get into my Yahoo account. And I have had people try to break into my account 
Mm-hmm. The phone comes up with, are you trying to log in? Like, no, I'm not, right? And it just shuts them down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, the whole thing with that uh, YouTuber that had his G- uh, Google account stolen, multi-factor authentication on that. I would love it if, again, we're going to the mythical technological body um, authority, right, would turn. I wonder if one actually exists and we just don't know about it. I would love it if they were to turn to banks and just say, right, if one organization is requesting frequent small amounts of money, mm-hmm. right, or one large payoff, you have to have a, um, or a validation system via some other means, like a phone or a phone call or mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Because, you know, I've watched TikToks, right, which I imagine are lies, you know, they're they're just fiction. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea that um, they, you know, oh, you've spent how much money on what? Like, you know, there's one, it's like, who spent $270 on Animal Crossing? You know, that's one that's doing the rounds. Like, I just feel that... There needs to be ways to protect the parents' money. Because the parents' money isn't just for the parents, it's for the kids. Yeah, well, but if the kids have misspent the money, the parents are the ones that are liable. Yeah. Well, so so like I would like kids is a very it's a it's a very, very sensitive topic. And like I I definitely think that like it's really bad. If you're scamming kids out of their money, like fuck you. Uh, but uh, like, I, I don't want to limit this just to kids. Like, I think that I like I'm not quite quite aware of how to address this properly. But I think that there is like um, there is a big lack of general knowledge and general understanding with a huge amount of the populace, where um, people don't understand the value of the thing that they bring that 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 that, that they that they that they provide to reserve the service for free. So when it came to like the social media of of the world, when it came to like the, the the free services that were offered like from 10 years ago till now, people didn't know that like providing your your data, providing like your location, providing like when you log in, your metadata, your cookies, like that all those things for were very valuable um in and for that you got like this shitty social media site where you could chat with your friends. It's like people didn't know that that was very valuable until like everyone was signed up for 10 of these different services uh and at the same time i think that like people aren't aware that like when you subscribe to a free game when you when you enter a free game um that you kind of like give up like your trade is that you're okay i'll play it like i'll get this game but in return i'll open myself up for your psychological tricks in order to get money out of me and if people are aware of that that's fine but if people aren't aware of that then that causes a bit of a problem. Now, especially when it comes to kids, when like they're spending their parents' money. But even when it comes to like adults, like I don't like it's not that when you turn eighteen that all of a sudden you realize this. And like I would say in my in my example, um, I think Warframe is a very fair game when it comes to monetization. But even so, I've had when I played that game actively. Uh, I would always feel bad about not getting the Prime Access, which was launching every three, four months. Um, and the, the, the 
biggest tier of that costs, I think, 150 bucks, around 150, 160 bucks, depending on the region that you were in. And that was for one virtual character, uh, some in-game currency, a like, 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 like a gun, and like something else, and then like a little bit, a little bit more. It was something, but like the game was also free to play, so like a lot of people said, well, it's free to play, you know. Uh, and I bought a couple of them, and like I'm not saying like that is a really bad thing. However, uh, every time that like I bought one, I was really proud of myself. Like I support the game, I support like I put I got this thing. It's worth it. It's one hundred percent worth it. Until so, uh, one day, someone came came to me and said, "Do you know that for that money you could buy two AAA games? Like I think around that time, was Spider Man was like the the brand new game, and whatever other like brand new game is out there." And I was like. Wow, if I were to go to the store and like pay for two brand new games, I would think that's a hell lot of money. And I would be like, whoa, hold on, I'm not just spending that. But because this game like hypes you up for this release, and because like you see everyone walking around with it, and because you like having like that big number in your in your premium currency amount, I'm like, oh hell yeah, oh that's fine, 150 bucks. Oh, take it again, take it again, take it again. And like that was something that made me realize, like, hold on, I need to take a step back from this, because it's actually a lot of money. <laughs> and again, I think Warframe is one of the more fair games out there, but it still has these psychological tricks. And I think that that is something uh, that people aren't very aware about. Neither, like kids are very not aware about that, but even like adults, there are many adults that are not aware about that. And I think that that's something which should be, for some way, we need to find a way to make people more aware about that, that they know that that's going on. If, if you know and you're willing to like deal with that, like that's fine. But if you're un unaware, and you're falling for these psychological tricks, which are very well crafted because experts are doing it. Like, yeah, that seems a bit shady. Um, I think I'll say my last statement on the back of that, and then mm -hmm. we'll go to questions. Yeah. So if people have questions, you know, feel free to put them in chat now, and we'll read them in a moment. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, Warframes Prime Access is what actually stopped me from buying games right mm -hmm. so i saw it as i would pay 30 quid a month because it's it's 90 pounds it's like 92 pounds yeah. or something i would pay 30 quid a month and i would get um tens of hours of gameplay mm -hmm. right and I could spend half, if not two thirds of that, and get something like the infamous, infamous Destiny Two incident, mm -hmm. right? Not worth the money. And since then, I carry a lot of weight with how much money I'm spending on a game how many hours I'm getting out of the game, and how much do I enjoy the game, mm -hmm. right? For example, um, Doom Eternal. Really enjoying playing Doom Eternal. I've just upgraded my PC. Huge performance difference. I'm going back to Nier Automata. Mm -hmm. Right? I've, you know, when I bought Nier Automata, I think it was like 30, 40 quid, right? And I've already put 46 hours into the game. I'm about to play the game again from scratch. Mm-hmm. Right, which is another 30 hours on top. Right. Um Dead Cells is another prime example. How much like oh yeah, again, that doesn't tell me the proper time because it, when I was offline it didn't count it. You know, I um I've bought that and um you know I've I, you know that was like fifteen quid, 
mm-hmm. right when I bought it. And again, I've got like tens of hours when I could pay, yeah, sixty to ninety quid on a triple A title and maybe get six hours. Yeah, well, it it very much depends on 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 the game because I like. <sighs> The deal is with Warframe is that like I've enjoyed it for quite a bit, and like when 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 you count it to the amount of hours you play, you're gonna you, you can be like, yeah, that's a that's a fair sum. Like I'd be happy to pay it, and like if you compare it to a Destiny situation, that's that's like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you you pay so much money for Destiny, you play six hours and you're done with it. It's like that doesn't then that seems more fair in the Warframe side of things. However. Like I think you like you shouldn't judge it by just like just the experience that you've had with the different games that you've had because for example like I I've bought Minecraft for twenty five dollars or whatever like it's it's twenty something bucks everywhere and like there's hours and hours and hours and hours of gameplay on there and you're never encouraged to buy anything else or spend anything more I've bought Persona Four Golden. Uh, years ago because like Shy tweeted that it was a cool game worth getting a FIDA for so I was like fuck it let me buy a FIDA let me go play this I've like a single playthrough of that game is like a hundred hours on average if you want to like get everything I've played through that game four or five times and I would take it on every trip with me and I love that game and that was one game 60 bucks never asked me to like put put money down in it again or, or any yeah. or any time like there, like, I have gotten such a great, greater appreciation after spending such a long time playing free-to-play games because that's where I started out from. Because I didn't have any money or anything, I started out playing all the free-to-play games, and by far at that time, Warframe was the best. When I was looking for one, that's also why I stuck around with that. Uh, but spending so much time with them, I have gotten such a great appreciation for games that are like, hey, if you give me sixty bucks, I'll give you, I'll give you an experience, and it may be a good experience, it may be a bad experience. But I'm going to give you an experience and I'm not going to ask anything else of you than just to enjoy yourself with my experience. And that's that those are the games I've gotten such a great appreciation for because it just starts to feel at some point that like I, I, I'm compared. I, I'd like to compare it to like, you, you know, you have friends and you have friends that want things from you. And that's what these games feel like, like even like even even worse when you like pay money and they still want to have like these premium premium currencies and microtransactions. It's like. They just feel like, hey, we're your friend now. But hey, uh, you got 20 bucks? You got 20 bucks maybe? Ah, no, don't worry about it. But you got 20 bucks? You got 20 bucks? It's like, it doesn't feel right. I don't like it. Um, so yeah, that is, um, that's how I feel about it. Anyway. Cool. Sure, you have questions. Yes. Let's do it. Right. So the first question from Arteria Faith was, would you guys... Uh, still buy Prime Access if you started now with the game or not? Uh, I I can't answer that. I have no idea. Why like, that that you, you, you're talking. You're asking me to throw away seven years worth of experience and pretend to play Warframe now. Like I I can't envision that at all so um have you bought the prime access often yeah um i've bought nearly every prime access the only two that i didn't buy were rhino and atlas so does it play into account for you or might it play into account for you when you're considering buying a prime access um that you have bought all of them before 
What do you mean? Well, might it be like, you know, like I buy every Prime Access, so do you mean? Do, have I recognized that I've spent thousands of pounds on Warframe? Yes, I do fully recognize that I spent thousands of pounds on Warframe, but at the same time, uh, my response is I get more enjoyment out of Warframe than I do most double a triple a or quasi a titles so i'd rather put the money in a game that i do enjoy than one that i don't yeah well like i i mean more in regards to like a um sunken cost in the sense of like uh, like i like my thing my habit is like before i've bought every paramax except two so uh like if you compare that for the fairy to the very first time that you would buy a prime access maybe because you've bought it every single time it's such a habit it's become such a habit that like the threshold is super low because like there's a thing i do every time or maybe if, if it was your very first time that you did it you would there would be more consideration maybe that might play a part and i was wondering about that um no i always recognize whether or not i can recognize whether or not i can afford it mm -hmm. um to me d haven't done anything that makes me want to never play um pay them again so you know like i i've played plenty of mobile games like uh what was the one i was playing star trek fleet commander i was mm -hmm. playing a lot of that i'm like there's no way in fucking hell i'm putting any money in this garbage um i've played raid shadow legend for a while this is going back some time no way on earth i put any money into that garbage like um again played animal crossing and doom eternal freaking love both those titles um they are worth the money i've put in but no more mm -hmm. uh near automata i'd happily throw more money at that uh dead cells i've bought the expansions um uh, sorry, I bought the expansion on both PC and Switch because, again, I love that game. I want to support it. I've you know, spent a lot of time and effort into that. It's about the enjoyment, whether or not I get continued enjoyment from the game, nothing mm -hmm. else. Yeah. So um, for me, uh, let's see. Like, Arturia also like, refined the question a little bit. Well, um, how would you still buy it with the current state of the game? And I want to respond to this um, I want to I, I want to explain a little bit in my reasoning when it comes to would you buy it in the current state of the game? The question that you posed, like, would you still buy it in the current state of the game, would imply that like the game right now is in a worse state than it used to be before. Uh, I disagree because I think that regardless of what Warframe has done over the last few years, if you're not aware of Warframe state, um, like there are podcasts before this in the Framecast if you want to like read up on it, but. Um, like basically, like they've only added on. So like the game is more expensive, uh, like it, it, it's more expensive, but expo not expensive, but like there's more. It's enhanced. There's more. Expensive. To yeah, expensive. expensive. But like we're talking about money, so um, there's more to the game than it was before. So it hasn't gotten worse. However, uh, that brings me to the thing of uh, like ident uh, identity, game identity, the, 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 how much the game plays part in your identity, and I think that that's something which is really important in this question. Um, I think that there is a large importance to people buying Prime Accesses, not buying Prime Accesses, or right now, like, looking at to, like, not spending games. So, like, like would, like, would you now not spend like, spend money in the game because it's in a bad state? Like, I don't think it's in a bad state, but because, like, what, what, what happens, especially with these games, which go on, like, live service games, which go on for a long time, which play the psychological tricks of binding you to them. Like, you start feeling like it's part of your identity. And because of that, you're more inclined to spend money because... It's your game. You like it. You tend to return to it more. 
Um, but because of that, you will also see people come in conflict with it. So like when a game like Warframe doesn't like put out what people expect it will put out, it becomes a big problem for them because not only is the game failing, it feels like a part of them is failing. Well, like it's not necessarily failing, but it's not where they want it to be. So it doesn't meet their expectations and that's a problem for them. And then they get angry with the game because because part part because the game is not doing what they want and because they identify with it, part of themselves is not doing what they want and they hate seeing like a failure with themselves, a flaw with themselves. And it becomes such a personal issue that no, no, I don't want to support this anymore. It's horrible. Fuck this game. Mm. So I think that that is a very key thing to consider, especially when it comes to like content creators that are very upset about a game and like, oh, like I have so many issues with this game. Oh, why is this game so bad? It's... It's you. I'm sorry, but it's you. Like, <laughs> like you're making this personal, and it's not personal. Let me tell you something. The game doesn't give a shit. It's a game. It's doing what it wants. Like, you're making this about yourself. Like, you're making this feel like, oh, yeah, I'm so important. Oh, yeah, I... I, it's, it's, like, I, I know what's best for the game, and the game should succeed according to my ideas. No. No, it's a game. Just let it do what it wants. That being said, I've been there, dude. I've fucking been there. I thought that I could build a personal relation with a game. I thought that I could improve the game and then the game would give me recognition and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It's an, it's an institution. It will do what it wants. If you can come to a mutual, mutual agreement where like some, that does something, you do something is beneficial for both. Hey, engage in it, but like, don't identify too closely with it because like, it's not a like two-sided relationship. Like you will benefit it and it will be fine with it, but it will not come back and benefit you because it's not a friendship. So, with that being said, when it comes to when it comes to like the way that I feel about Warframe, a lot of my complaint, well, a lot of my feelings toward Warframe are influenced by number one, playing it for like years and years and years and years and years on end, and like just having seen most of it. Number two, uh, not particularly like being the target audience of the content that's recently come out, and number three. As I said, I've been falling for the fallacy of like making it a bit of my personal identity, so personal issues with it. Uh, I would say no, this is not something that I'm ready to spend my money on now. Um, would I if this was a brand new game? Well, there's there's been something that's got me stuck on it for seven years on, on end, so probably, yeah, if I didn't have that connection. But yeah, I think that that's a very key point to remember. Cool, moving on. Uh, Jazzberry Jam. Yeah. Jazzberry Jam, uh, what is the game purchase you felt was most worth it? Um, I'm not going to say Warframe because I keep buying that. What? It'd be a toss-up between Near Automata and Dead Cells, like mm -hmm. genuinely, because like I kind of want to say just Near Automata because I always want to go back to that game. Um, Dead Cells. I do go back to that game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think... What's what's in my favorites? Uh, yeah. I'm 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 going to say Nero Automata. Mm -hmm. I think that was totally worth it. Like the the story, the experience, um a bit shaky on PC, but if you mod it, it you know runs a lot better like that. And um yeah. Yeah. I would I would probably say Persona 4 Golden. I really, really enjoyed that. I am so hoping that, like, Persona 5 release, it's upgraded version, Persona 5 Royal or something. I really hope that comes to the Switch, because I love that. I absolutely love that as a handheld game. Um, 
So yeah, that would be my most worth purchase. Um, let's see. Arturia asks, which games are you two the most hyped about this year? Oh, dude, for sure. Valorant. Wait, did, did I miss did I misspeak about Cyberpunk? Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely Cyberpunk, of course. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's it. Uh, we've been going on for a little over two hours. I hope you all enjoyed uh, this podcast, this framecast. I hope you had fun with it, uh, talking about Valorant, talking about the, the things going on around it. If you're so interested, catch Twitch streams of not this channel because we don't have, we're not in the selected 100 channels. Surprise. I knew, I know, what a shock, right? We're not, we're, we're not the top channel on Twitch. Wow. I didn't know. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a fun time. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 40. But before that, make sure you check out youtube.com slash CasinoGalleon for more of Casino's content where he does the amazing stuff. Um, and if you want to catch this uh, podcast on any of the podcast platforms or on YouTube, it will be live tomorrow on uh, youtube.com slash Games. Oh, yeah. And I should always say patreon.com slash CasinoGalleon for uh, the monetary support uh, so that Casino can buy more of the games. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. I'll see you all later. Have a great time. We'll see you around next week. Bye.